Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. You are now tuned into Benzinga's Daily Socks Watch podcast, the best place on Wall Street to get five trading ideas, at least five trading ideas every single trading day. We're going to go over yet another good list here today on this Friday. It is Friday, March 24th, 2023. Mike, how is your Friday going? My Friday is going good, Brenty. It is crazy that it's Friday again. It always blows my yep, mind when uh, when it's the weekend coming up. Uh, it's been a good week. There's been a lot of news this week and even yeah. more news today. So we got a lot of exciting stuff to bring for you, folks. Absolutely. Got three ideas today related to probably our top news item for the day. We're going to start real quick, folks, with a preview of our list, a little table of contents so you know what you're getting into. And then we're going to jump into each of these names a little bit further. We'll have you out the door in about 10 minutes or so so you can get onto your trading, make some good trades today, make some good decisions, and then get to a nice little, hopefully you have a fun or relaxing weekend plan. Our first stock for the day is Citigroup. It's ticker C, of course, Stock to Watch 2. And ETF, the iShares MSCI Europe Financials ETF, it's ticker EUFN. Stock to Watch 3 is RH, that's ticker RH. Stock to Watch 4 is Jefferies. JEF is the ticker at Jefferies. And our last stock to watch for the day, kind of our, our penny stock, more of a, a small cap company, Barnes & Noble Education. It's ticker B-N-E-D. Why don't you get us kicked off, Mike, in Citigroup, and we'll go over probably, not not probably, most definitively, I think we can fairly say, our biggest news item that traders are going to be dealing with today. Well, like you said, today is a, today is a Wall Street-themed day. We're taking a, a little journey over down to the street from Detroit, and stock to watch number one is Citigroup, but this is a whole theme. So Citigroup, uh, with its shares down the most amid the concerns with Deutsche Bank, other than Deutsche Bank, report early Friday morning suggested the cost of insuring Deutsche Bank from a default suddenly spiked with Citi shares down about 2%, Deutsche Bank down about 8%, um, possibly even more now after the opening. We're taking Let's a see. look here, Citigroup. Yeah. We'll back up a little bit, only down 1.75%. Uh, but okay. very big news kind of spiraling around with the whole Credit Suisse thing. Is this signs yeah. of a bigger problem in big banking as a whole? That's kind of what is rolling around in the minds of traders and investors this morning. Exactly. Very well said, Mike. You know, I don't think that there is anyone hugely surprised that there is issues at Deutsche Bank or current concerns of issues at Deutsche Bank. It's kind of been something that traders and industry, banking industry sources have been discussing for quite some time, not just 2023 even. Uh, does that mean because it's maybe a little expected, a little more expected, does that mean that it's not a very important news item for the end of this week and the weekend and going into next week? Does it mean that it's not a very important news item for the banking industry? Absolutely not. This is definitely your big story for today, considering, of course, what's been going on in the banking industry, specifically the Eurobank industry over the last couple of weeks here. And that's a nice little segue into our second stock to watch. 
Uh, an ETF, we don't do ETFs too much on the podcast, but you know, given the circumstances today, I figured a nice way to gain some exposure. Our second stock to watch is the iShares MSCI Europe Financials ETF. It's ticker EUFN. Mike, I thought you would like this ticker. I assume the ticker is like EU Financial, EUFN. Yes. I don't know. Yeah, there you yes. go. Uh, <laughs> the, the thing to watch out for with ETFs and why we don't highlight them a ton on the podcast is ETFs are a really nice way to gain exposure to a basket uh, of ideas, of stocks. It's a really nice way to play a theme or a trend, but ETFs don't always get as good of volume as stocks. ETFs are not always quite as liquid as stocks. And at Benzinga, especially on the podcast, we we would not want to give ideas where investors or traders could get like locked into a trade because of lack of liquidity. No concern here for the iShares MSCI Europe Financials ETF. The issue is trading over a million shares per day on average. That's more than enough to get you some good liquidity. Uh, quick little tidbit of education. If you're looking for some decent liquidity in an issue in a security, you kind of want the daily average volume to be 50,000 shares or so. If you're getting below 50,000 shares, you're not maybe always going to be get the execution that you want. If you're getting over 50,000 shares, more closer to 100,000 shares per day on average, you should be just fine as far as liquidity goes. That's a good little tidbit there too. And a, and a nice reminder to watch for volume, especially when you're trading ETFs that maybe aren't as big market as you know a big iShares Europe Financials type one. And uh, I think that's good to occasionally talk about these uh, these ETFs. Yeah. I know we talked about the new banking one that came out a couple of days ago. So good mm-hmm. to get back to fundamentals to one of these sure. big ETFs providing exposure to a crucial market. Stock to watch number three is RH, owners of Restoration Hardware, ticker RH. love when they do that. Uh, this is a play on earnings coming up out of the luxury home goods retailer. They're going to be reporting their quarterly results on Wednesday after market close. And we have a little bit of commentary here from analysts at Telsey who are a hold slash a neutral rating. So they're not too optimistic, not too pessimistic. And this is the quote for the upcoming uh, upcoming earnings is given the demand deceleration and a housing market that remains soft with existing home sales less than one million in price underperforming the overall market. So they're kind of tying in that. Restoration Hardware RH is a luxury retailer. They're focusing Absolutely. on the high-end market. Telsey expects further sales declines uh, positively. Restoration Hardware's membership model and pricing power protect its gross margin. So there are advantages to being on the luxury mm-hmm. side. You know, yep. there's a lot of brand loyalty and yeah, high margins in that sector. Yeah, so a little bit of give and a little bit of take here from Telsey, their thoughts on the RH into the earnings. They're saying, okay, you know, housing isn't too great. The, the company's demand is kind of decelerating. But keep in mind, they just did start this, this, this membership thing that has been going okay. And like you're saying, Mike, the, the loyalty there protects some of the gross margins. Sack to watch for Jeffries. J-E-F, a cool idea here today. I think amid what's happening in the banking industry, we had uh, analysts at Oppenheimer today out with a note um, 
they probably were working on this note on Jeffrey's maybe before some of these things about Deutsche Bank started coming into play here this morning. Most of the time, analysts uh, are working on things later in the evening for the next day. Or what a lot of research firms even do, if they're big enough, is like for some of their U.S. coverage, they'll have a European team work on that research so they can be working sort of overnight in the U.S. So Jeffrey's out, uh, Oppenheimer out here this morning, uh, kind of especially optimistic on Jeffries. They highlighted Jeffries as sort of a standout in the uh, investment banking industry, in the financial services industry. A little couple quotes here. So this note was called this note from Oppenheimer on Jeffries was titled, quote, weak banking environment likely to weigh on near term results, near term results for Jeffries, but underlying growth and value remain. Uh, first couple lines here uh, in this note, Oppenheimer is highlighting the three things that Jeffries kind of differentiates itself in the industry so as to create this optimism here by the analysts. Quote, Jeffries is clearly an investment bank, but it differs from the rest of our coverage in three ways. One, its fiscal year ends November and is therefore a bit off cycle with the rest of the group. Kind of an odd sort of thing, but interesting. Number two, it is the only uh, investment bank that isn't a bank holding company. And number three, while the merchant bank is winding down, we believe that there is still significant hidden value component to the story which represents upside beyond the flagship investment banking earnings. So, uh, you know, we have a couple ideas here today on the podcast where we're, you know, sort of like going with the crowd, maybe not really trying to provide anything too jaw dropping or mind blowing. Jeffrey's here is a little bit of a contrarian idea in that, you know, despite these concerns around the industry and analysts out there today going, you know, this this one could be sort of an exception potentially. And that's interesting, too. I feel like we I don't know if we've had Jeffries on the podcast before at all. I, I definitely one that's not talked about a ton, but definitely some optimistic coverage from Oppenheimer. Sounds like Oppenheimer thinks Jeffries has the secret sauce with that hidden value ranch. You know, that looks. Uh, <laughs> oh, <crazy>. so. <laughs> wow. Time to watch number five is Barnes and Noble Education, ticker BNED. And this is in the education publishing industry, so not specifically in the retail stores. Uh, but this is off some recent shares of Peer Scholastic, ticker SCHL. We're down nearly 20% this morning following some disappointing quarterly results. Uh, and you know, Barnes and Noble Education, okay, the shares are down a little bit, but it doesn't look like uh, the market is reacting in the same exact way. Maybe we're going to see some bad results coming out of Barnes and Noble Education. This could be a good sympathy play to look into. A good sympathy play is kind of the the gist of the idea here. If Scholastic is one of the leaders in the in the publishing education industry, maybe Barnes and Noble Education is going to see you know some of that downside too. Barnes, to, to be clear, Barnes and Noble Education, they do have like retail locations. It is like a bookstore around like universities and campuses and stuff, but they also do do like publishing aspects just like Scholastic. All right, folks, that is going to wrap up our list for today. Wrap up the podcast for this week. I hope everyone got some good info and trading ideas out of the podcast this week. 
We will, of course, be back next week with a few more editions of Benzinga's Daily Stocks Watch podcast. I hope everyone has a good trading day, and I hope everyone has a great weekend. Happy Friday, everybody. Catch you Monday. Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now, and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today.